0: it's daphne here at laura entertainment we are sitting down with our feature this is Jadelle cook Givens, or nona cook Givens, <laughs> the woman behind the man who's doing the cinematography for the uh shattered dreams film she is his boss
1: <laughs> i'm the boss <laughs> he takes orders from me <laughs> you doing, honey you doing good yeah i'm doing great i'm happy to be here this evening and um i'm ready for all the i'm ready to be in the hot seat you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) everybody gets a lot they some people it it cracks me up because they're like oh my god what am i gonna say oh my god no man this is not like ellen or the mother you know where it i don't censor shit (laughs) <laughs> say whatever you want. <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> well, I have a lot to say. And uh, no, the camera doesn't intimidate me. So let's do it. Let's get into it. <laughs>
0: let's do it. All right. So tell the world a little bit about yourself. What have you been on?
1: Sure. So I, I started out as an actor. So I um and I began studying with Michael Gibbons in 2015. And I studied with him for years and i was upgraded to a teacher so i taught acting and hypnosis hypnosis for actors and method acting lee strasberg's method i did that for years and as while i was doing that and training with michael and teaching and recruiting students and all of that good stuff um i i also did wardrobe and i did makeup so i learned from some of the best in the industry on this side of the world Uh, her name's andrea all and she taught me how to do makeup for film so i did that Um, i also did some set photography and so i i enjoy being in front of and behind the camera so uh, n- never was in the, the camera department. So I did glam squad. I also did some wardrobe styling. And I worked with the likes of John Void and Jimmy Kahn and uh, let's see, uh, Vale Bloom, who was on the young and the restless. So I got to to wrestle with some of the, the big guys and um, and style them. Um, so that's a little bit of my background. And then I had a baby. And um, now I'm working on, you know, my own following on social media. You can follow me at uh, Seeing Red on TikTok and Instagram, and um, but yeah, so I'm looking to do more of things like this. But my first love is always acting, so that's where I come from, and I'm from Charleston, South Carolina.
0: You know what the (laughs) funny thing is? When I first got into the industry, you and Givens did a class and i actually logged into that class way before we ever started working together and we were on there i think it was it was supposed to be like an hour and a half but it turned into like three because you know how givens is when Please. He
1: <laughs> that's that's standard he's like a baptist minister he you know you you better bring a packed lunch a water bottle um you know maybe a sleeping bag for his classes, <laughs> you get the the most bang for your buck because he's got a lot of stories
0: because <laughs> my kids were like damn are you done yet damn are you done yet and i'm like no it's not ever i'm not logging out until it's ever and then what's funny is now we end up working together <laughs> it's so funny.
1: it's great <laughs> we're it's so great. glad to work with you
0: crazy world i'm telling you but my kids bugged the hell out of me that day i'm like i'm not getting off here until he's done talking
1: period he's yeah. long-winded but it, he's very entertaining how he's a storyteller so that's his that's his thing mm-hmm. so uh imagine living with him he's you know, <laughs> i know all his stories i could write a damn script
0: <laughs> hey <I should>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny so okay when you first started working, I, that's the one question I will, mm-hmm. we, we could tell the world. You two, how did you guys, I mean, was it one of those things where you were working together, you both were single and you just kind of fell well, in Well
1: So he was my teacher. So, and I was the teacher's pet and so here, okay. Here's how it started. So I was one of his uh, I was in the second wave of students in Charleston, South Carolina. That's my home. And um so I heard about his classes. I was on set and I was really hungry for more knowledge. And um I was like so I I really need to take training but I want to take it from the best. And so Michael Givens is pretty much he's the most famous filmmaker out of this area. So um I said what better person to learn from so i um i was recruited by somebody at his school and um so i began a six-week course with him and i worked my behind off i was really dedicated but i never got any real feedback from him and also i said you know do do you like me you know am i doing good You know how, you know how actors are, you know, how we are like, can you like compliment me or something or not? Or like, please. So little did I know I was doing relatively well. So he invited me to a private, it wasn't a private class, but it was for a select few students that were doing really well. And that's when I got introduced to hypnosis. And so he he took me through the private moment, which is if if you're a method actor, you know what I'm talking about um so, and we really got close uh during that time, and then I came to uh, a workshop, and I was late and um which is not like me because I was the teacher's pet but um so I get there late, and uh I stay behind and you know, after the class is done. And we were talking and, you know, laughing and stuff. And we didn't really know, you know, what it was. And one of the students tapped Michael on the shoulder and he was like, she was like, so uh, when you're done flirting with Nona Judell, can I get a moment with you? And we looked at each other. We were like, are we flirting? And (laughs) so it it really went from there. And then I assisted him. He asked me to come, work with him on a movie in Kentucky. And so that's where it started. I did set uh photography. And then I met Andrea all, started doing makeup and hair and wardrobe and, and the rest is history. So he was my teacher.
0: Is the movie already out that you guys worked on?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that the first movie I did with him was The Ghost Beyond with uh Vail Bloom and Trevor Donovan. And uh they're they're great actors. Great. Um and so we did a, we did three it back to back. Um, so we did the Ghost Beyond, then we did uh, Riley's Peak, which is Surviving the Wild, and that was my first gig with John Void. Okay, funny story about meeting John, if you want me to go into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so John, yeah. <laughs> I was pretty green. So I wasn't green. I had worked for years on set, but I had never been this intimate with actors. So I'd gotten my first, you know, uh film under the my belt. And so one of the producers calls me and I was I was out getting wardrobe and makeup and stocking up because we were in pre-production. And he was like, and and I drive. I, back then, I drove a super tiny little Kia. Okay, little Kia. The back handles on the 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 back two doors were broken off. Okay, just to give you an idea. Okay, so I'm driving around in my little Kia right in Kentucky, and the producer says, "So, um, can you go pick up John Voight from this private uh, airport in uh, Louisville, Kentucky?" And I said, "Excuse me, what?" <laughs> and so I go and I pick up John Voigt and my little Kia from he was getting off of Trump's plane. He had just done a speech for Trump. And so, of course, little old me with hardly any experience with an A-lister actor. And uh, he was he was just a doll. He was so sweet and down to earth. He took me out to dinner. He's like everything's fine. He played on his phone in the back seat. The back seat without any handles on the outside, so I had to roll down the windows and stick my... <laughs> anyway. You get the message. So uh, that was my first encounter with John Voight, and he was an absolute sweetheart. Did not care. Not a glamorous person, um, and yeah that was my experience Jump in the
0: him. front seat
1: <laughs> he didn't want to go in the front seat he's no. like no no i want to sit in the back seat i don't know why that was him but um i did not want him to <laughs> <laughs> so
0: since i'm still making pages i'm going to talk about a picture that is up with you and jamie kennedy what was that?
1: okay so uh jamie that was the film uh surviving the wild and so he was he was playing opposite john voigt in that film and so <laughs> when uh so we were staying in a crew house in red river gorge kentucky i love the gorge It's so gorgeous. And so so this was literally, he's, he's extra. I mean, he's just extreme and so funny. And so the first time I met Jamie, he was in a bathrobe and he had just landed, um, and, uh, and so he was sleepy and but still cracking jokes and so I shook his hand I think I don't know he, he made fun of me in some way it was very loving but he made fun of me and um, that's just how he does and so we got really close so um, I would go super early before anybody was up to go do his makeup at his cabin because that's what he preferred, and so we just hit it off. He gave me free tickets to one of his shows, and I think it was North Carolina, and I couldn't make it. But uh, I knew that he wanted me to sit towards the front because he he told me that so he could, you know, use me as a punchline, you know, in his jokes. But anyways, he was a complete sweetheart, and I did his hair and makeup on Surviving the Wild and so um and we we we're connected on instagram and we we talk you know comment wise on his stuff because he has a podcast now but um but that photo um i didn't have to ask for that photo he um he's like you want a picture let's take a picture and he took he took a selfie of us and you know sent it to me so complete sweetheart as well i had some really good experiences with the a-listers
0: that's funny i actually had just Spoke about him in the last interview because t- today I've done back-to-back interviews, and um, we were talking about horror movies and mm-hmm. where they're in the theaters and they're talking to the screens and the part about
1: be rad. <laughs> oh my gosh, Malibu's most wanted. Yeah,
0: they that... go. Right, you. <laughs> Don't be
1: hating. <laughs>
0: Represent. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: He's that the best. <laughs> so, just so y'all know, he's super down to earth. And uh follow him on on Instagram. He's super entertaining. <laughs> That's
0: definitely. He friggin' I, I don't know. Some of the I don't know if you've even seen the um. He has it's a comedy special. Mm. Oh, what was what the hell was that on? I, it was either Max or Paramount. It was one of them too. And I friggin lost it he's great the shit he was saying I'm like oh my god and you know how hard it is to work especially when people are funny you know it's hard to stay focused when you've got a lot of comedy going on you know it doesn't matter
1: well he's he's really good at situational comedy so like the night I met him He's in a bathrobe, and he's like he's in character, whatever character that he was working on at the time, but he did play a serious role oddly enough in surviving the wild. He had to cry and uh and he did well i mean it was he's a completely different person, so he's he's a very talented actor on top of 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 being a great comic,
0: oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He did another show with uh Paranormal with Jack Osborne too. I watched that one,
1: yeah. yeah. He-
0: I like funny people. Funny people too. are just so much easier to be around than they people are. that literally have sticks up their ass. Basically, I'll just phrase yep. it like that. I can't be around people like, I mean, working one thing. Yeah, I get it. Sure. But you have to. It, yeah. You know, it's just so much easier. So I like, got
1: lucky. I got lucky because I was with you know, they were super chill and I I found now I've, I had some problems with, with some of the women that I've worked with actresses and stuff, but I've had really good experiences with male a-listers um, that are super down to earth and just, they just don't give a fuck. They just, they don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's one of the best attitudes to have because when you start mm-hmm. every little thing, I mean, I'm not talking about work, But when you start caring about every little thing of what, what is this person going to say, what is the public going to say this, that I'm a diva and you're just hard to be around, hard to work with you, you need to come back down to reality, check your, because when, when you get to that level, I get, there's a lot of people out there, actors, directors, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That are so up there to where they just don't feel like they have, they're above people, Yeah, not a good attitude. And that is how there's a lot of people. A lot of people, because once that gets going and word gets going, then you're screwed, you know. Well, here's the
1: thing: this is what I've noticed with with that sort of attitude is the lower level of people. And I, I we say I say to my students that there's there's no uh, small role, but they're small small actors. So yeah, and what I mean by that is that attitude, bitter actor syndrome. And, you know even the producers can be like that but mainly what i've seen with actors that are inexperienced once you get to a certain level there's no reason to be a butthole it's really not because you've made a name for yourself and i think i think that that's where jamie and john, john jamie kennedy and john boyd had gotten to a certain level and they're just like this is me this is my brand and take it or leave it and and to be honest that is the attitude that you need to have when you're going into an audition when you're when you're talking to a producer not that you don't care about the project that's not what i mean that's i'm myself this is who i am this is my brand and this is what i bring to the table and this is what i can offer you mm-hmm. and the the desparity of or or being desperate i mean producers can smell it I and mean, we we know we know when you're scared and usually when they're scared like that they're little assholes and there's no reason for that at all we won't hire you
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of them don't understand and this is something that was you know when i had first started out that was brought to not calling myself an asshole but people go into these auditions and they think that everybody is against them that the casting people are against them that the director if a director's sitting in there against them no hell no no. they want you to succeed they do you can move on with their day
1: exactly they don't if, if they want you to come in there and rock it so they can hire you and they can get a pat on their back because look we found you know the first couple of auditions which usually doesn't happen but if you were able to bring it and you and okay here's another tip you don't want to be the very first if you're doing an in the room audition you don't want to be the very first you want to be somewhere in the middle because a lot of times they're just getting their coffee they're just sitting down they're just getting situated and guess what they're not really paying attention so you want to get up not towards the end but you want them to be present for you but um yeah. So. It, being desperate in an audition and it's not going to get you hired, bottom line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I don't know. But you also, another tip I feel like should be given is you don't want to be the same as everybody else because people correct. are looking for different not the same
1: right right
0: a lot of people don't understand they're like oh i gotta do it exactly this way i gotta do well that's
1: that's that's staying on brand you know and you know if you're getting the right auditions for your typecast then you're really not going to have that problem but when you're starting out and you're auditioning for nearly everything you st- you don't want to conform you want to conform to say the requirements from the casting director they wanted a certain format you don't want to like you know bust their balls in that way and not not do you know what they ask but as far as your performance goes and your acting it should be consistent you should be marketable as that certain kind of actor whatever that is
0: yeah it's just it it kills it when you you've got all the people that sit there and you're seeing i don't know say we we put a casting call out right now for one of the the projects we're doing mm-hmm. and we would be having i don't know let's say 20,000 people show up for an audition and then you've got the different sections whatever and sure. then you've got 150 200 actors that are all the same Same clothes, same attitude, same reading, same acting, blah, blah, blah. Who in the hell do you think I'm going to pick? I'm going to pick the person that comes in with some balls. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying don't do what you're supposed to be doing, but don't, don't be the same because people are looking for different. You got to be yourself, not not a sheep, you know, not part (laughs) of that. i I hate to phrase it like that but that's what it is no it's
1: true you have to stand out i mean there's there's so many actors there's so many people that want in and and you have to bring something it's the same with being a model you know you you can go to a go see and you know get hired not because of how tall you are but because of your personality and that translates into into any profession but mainly acting it's that you have to know what you have and bring it to an audition so and, and to your performance period um i agree
0: i i do i agree with that i mean completely it's just but <laughs> there are some out there that are trying to get in you know that's the one thing i've been yeah. trying to understand you know this isn't really an, and it's not an easy industry it's not at not- all don't think you're gonna come on to a set and it's like serving coffee in a barista you know or you know working at a mcdonald's or something like that because this is some backbreaking mind
1: you know yeah that's a misconception that's a really huge misconception that you know i was lucky i was told in class that this is it's not glamorous that the work that you do like you said, it's backbreaking. And it's not glamorous. the The glamour goes it goes on screen, and nobody knows what you went through that day to get that scene going. And you know it, it, how many takes it took, how many cuts they had to do and and things like that. So there's that. But you know the the glamorous part is the premiere if you're invited. And I'm sorry. <laughs> The PAs, the production assistants, the people that do the majority of the backbreaking work. Now, not taking any credit away from the actors, the actors, they work hard. But that's the glamorous, the red carpet. That's the glamour. That one night. But everything else, I mean, it's blood, sweat, and tears, baby. <laughs>
0: It's like factory type work. <laughs> it is.
1: It is. And it's very militant. It's like, that's why a lot of military people do so well in this industry. I have a friend, uh, Jeffrey Carranza. You know, he's he, you know, he's got a nonprofit for soldiers, but you know, he's a he's a veteran. And he does so well because you have to run a set like a well-oiled machine and like a military operation we i mean we have walkies we have you know certain times we have to be there we have certain code that we speak in we and so it's it's and it's a closed set usually and so there's a lot of things that go into it but but being from that sort of background and having a structure that's the only way that you're going to be able to you know get your day made Sorry, <laughs> I got passionate about that one. <laughs> so sorry,
0: <laughs> I know it kills me. It I, it does kill me because I before I ever jumped into the industry, you know, you do watch the award shows and you're like, "Damn, that me." I'm always looking at outfits. Normally, when I'm watching yeah. back then, I was like, "Hey, I like that dress. Hey, that's awesome." You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Also, me too. Once you get into it, and then the more and more and more you do, and then on both sides, oh my god, you reality check. But yeah. even running a business, that's why it was so easy for me to glide into the business portion because I already ran a business anyway. Exactly. And mm-hmm. acting, I I can do both. It doesn't sure. matter. Yeah.
1: It, it takes a very special person, and if you don't love doing it, I don't suggest getting into it. You have to really love it. It's really hard work it's back breaking, it's long hours, it's 18 hour days sometimes. I mean, when you're on set, that's one thing, but you know, if you're a wardrobe person like I was, or a makeup person, you're constantly prepping. Like the actors would leave and I'm ironing clothes, I'm washing clothes, I'm taking work home, I'm, you know, shopping or finding, you know, and in and, and the shopping, I like to shop, but this sort of shopping is, it's quick, it's you have like, I have to honor a budget. It's not like I'm going and buying up, you know, Armani everything. No, no, maybe a couple of Armani pieces, but it depends on the budget. So you have to honor, you know, you're spending other people's money. You have to respect that. You have to treat it like your own money. And you, you know, you're, you have to put the time into it because the actors know the actors can smell your fear too. You have to be really put together. Let me tell you. So and you have to have um you know this this sort of playful attitude with them you know you you can't show you can't show your stress you can't show that to the actor i mean the last thing you want is to see somebody assisting you getting ready and they're bringing their their shit to set you know that they're going through oh well, i couldn't find you that shirt you better you better find something and act like it's the greatest thing in the world. That's yeah. what you do. And you have to wear a mask. <laughs> for well, your I, actor. I don't
0: know if they're still running that rule now about the mask being No, told.
1: I mean like a mask like you have to wear oh. uh you have to
0: physical mask.
1: That's something completely different, but you have to wear physical mask, you have to Wear a smile. You have to act a certain way to where you're, if you're nervous about your wardrobe or or the look, they know that and they're going to go to set. They're going to be on camera, you know, unsure. You have to be so sure about your work as in any department behind the camera. You have to be 100% sure and on your A game every single day. And that takes a lot out of somebody. That's why we have hiatus.
0: And
1: then then <laughs> there's know. that
0: <laughs> times I've called her or givens just to get it all out because people want to piss me off you know
1: <laughs> need- yeah, and another tip is you should you should stay sober um uh there's there's so many people, producers, actors in I- any department that that that'll ruin you personally, but it, once that gets out. That you're like that you're not going to get hired so people have a misconception that you know it's a it's a it's a party well there's a rap party but you probably shouldn't get super messed up at that either because it's a work party it's a work function don't yes. think of this is this per- profession as anything different than a corporate job it is different but Your reputation is everything. And guess what? They're more, they're even more shrewd in this business. They'll look for any reason not to hire you. Not that they're mean, it's just, there's so many other people. So
0: yeah, if you want to drink like that, you hit the after party or the wrap party, then you hit the other party after that party. And then just don't Facebook it, Instagram it, or none of that shit. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Keep your business to yourself. (laughs) <laughs>
1: that's true that's right
0: <laughs> just to be honest you know because we know there are going to be parties that you go to I mean I'm not saying where people are going to be having fun so we're not saying you absolutely. know absolutely don't have fun but just be don't careful
1: have, though be careful
0: don't have so much fun that you are literally being carried out of the party
1: <laughs> just be responsible okay just be responsible <laughs> my mom coming out of me my my mama bear come on people
0: how things change though when you end up having kids or later on you know what i mean
1: i've always been like this but you know it's 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 so true because it, i mean burnout is huge in in this industry that that if if you do drugs and you're trying to pull 18 hour days you know it's please you're not gonna last only, only the strong survive. <laughs> <laughs> only the strong survive.
0: I'm telling. I know burnout's a thing. I the, I've had to take so well, not real long breaks. Normally, I just need a day or two.
1: Yeah. Because- I, usually, after a long shoot, you know, pulling eighteen-hour days, I need a week. I need a week to get reacclimated you know and then i'm good but i i have to sleep it off cuz i i mean there's not much time for sleep and there, and there's not much time to do your hair and makeup either so you're going to look like you know anyway <laughs> Girl, just get over yourself okay
0: <laughs> i don't do my makeup unless i'm doing this shit the interviews and stuff because you tell you what when i am here and i am working and the producing the non-fun portion of this industry because producing let me tell you now if you are not strong you will not make it in that oh job. no
1: no you have to be a self-starter for and that
0: i don't do my makeup normally unless i'm doing the interviews or if i'm going somewhere and i know i need to because i don't care because i'm mm-hmm. sitting, i'm working i'm going to be running around in my freaking tank top shorts whatever it doesn't matter to me who am i gonna Amen. my computer woohoo! You know, no. Just, no, and oh my God, burnout. Yes, that okay. is, and you know how much I work. I'm I working do. ten in the morning until well, unless I'm on set, then it's earlier. But sure. the morning until four, four thirty in the morning every freaking day. I'm not talking I get a break. I'm talking seven freaking days a week.
1: Seven- no, no, that's how you have to be because. Listen, it, you think you work hard There's somebody else is working twice as hard as you. So to get into this industry. So it, it, you, you think that you're you're so pretty. Your mama tells you you're pretty and talented. That's not enough. It's not enough, honey. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. You know who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So I sh- I'm sure you are pretty. I'm sure you are talented. I'm sure you are handsome. But, but can
0: you hack it? That's the question. Yeah. yeah. You hack it. Because if you can't, you need to just stay in your lane
1: yeah and and there's there's really no real industry hacks that i can really give because you know it's it is about the hard work and it's it's about the home study you need you need to do your homework you need to research these people that you're looking to work for you know you need to know the ins and outs and you need to study you know an actor that doesn't study or a producer that doesn't constantly do can continue in education they're they're gonna fall flat on their face because you need to be up to date so that's my little you know i'm I'm getting off on my soapbox but you really do
0: sometimes you don't it doesn't matter to people out there you know what i mean it doesn't matter how much you're you're always going to learn something different and there's Mm -hmm. always things that you probably don't know that other people have been in for a long time do know and luckily thank god you know i've I've been pretty good with the business and the legal portions and stuff like that i get it because i was going to be a, a police officer so i went to school you know all them years and i went two years med also so i got six years of college well wow. now i'm up to like 17 years of business so it was not hard for me to convert no. work, but this right here when you're on the other side as far as producing you are worrying about everything everything not to mention running two other businesses along with. yeah if you're
1: any good you're worried about you know the stuff yeah. that matters i mean you you have to and because like i said that's that is your image and the people they size you up the first 30 seconds they see you especially in la it's it's hi how are you what do you do and the question is what can you do for me They don't say it, but that's what they're saying is what can you do for me? And you have to have your little elevator speech about yourself. You need to know yourself so well and what you bring to the table. Because to be honest, if you don't have that ready to go and say, hey, this is what I do. This is what I can bring to you. Not in a desperate sense, but this is what I have. You know, you're going to get eaten alive.
0: Yep and don't say you uh can bring something to the table and lie about it and then get there and
1: cost it Oh them. my goodness. No, don't make that. And and one thing that that I I like to if you can if you do accents, make sure that you can do the accent if you put it on your resume. That's just one thing in particular that really irks me. That if you can't do a British accent or you can't do a southern accent, don't put it on your damn resume. Don't do it. Don't do it because you'll get if you if you don't know how to ride a horse. Michael has a story about that. If you don't know how to ride a horse, do not put it on your resume because you might get hired for that and then you got to saddle up, baby. You don't know what you're doing, so just yeah. be careful. It's easier. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's easier to do that maybe in other industries, but you'll get found out in this one. You will it's and it's it's a very small business very small you think it's huge but it's not we all know each other we all know each other
0: (laughs) i mean just if you are trying to get to a higher level in the industry do not call and piss people off over
1: don't burn no burning bridges is is a no-no i don't care what they said or did to you Oh, yeah,
0: exactly. And do not call people you are not supposed to call and harass them over other shit. (laughs) And this does happen. And you would think people would know better to not be an idiot. Because if you're contacting people that you shouldn't be contacting, people talk, we're gonna know. And then guess what, you're not gonna work
1: right right yeah if you're a pest now there's there's one thing that i think is really cool like you you know you have to have balls you know and women have their balls are up here so like uh, and you know what i mean like if you you have to go after it right you have to go after it but in in a in a very logical way you know calling your agent every day saying hey so 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 what are you doing for me no no you do it for yourself honey nobody else is going to do it for you especially in this business
0: and don't always rely on your agent because they're busy too so what you need to be doing in the time that you're not hearing from your agent is there's a thousand things you could be looking at one you could be studying right to be self submitting for projects agents don't have to do all thank the you
1: they so don't
0: percent and you get 90 because agents but then you all expect the agents to do 100 of your work
1: no no they're, no, no, no. The, the, the here here's plain and simple this is what an agent is an agent is your legal representation let's say you self submit to something and you get it you land it Then you call your agent and you say, hey, I need you to negotiate my contract. That is what they do. They make sure you get paid and they negotiate your contract. But your career, your career is up to you unless you have a manager, but that's only, you only get a manager and an agent when you're at a certain level. So, you know, getting put, you're putting the cart before the horse. If you hire a whole management team and you've only done, you know, background work for, you know, your student fit, no, a student. No, sorry. I'm
0: so glad we're on this topic because right now, you know what, this is what people need to understand. Managers and agents are different.
1: Yes, Sarah.
0: will lead you brand you and get you there (laughs) to the water. It's up to you to drink the water. We cannot do everything for you and I know this because I manage people and sometimes oh. shit gets real annoying because it is my job to get you there. Right. But I can't do it for you, you know.
1: Well, here here's the thing about a manager is is and this is my take on it. So, uh you know, you you need to be at a certain level before you hire a management team you know you need to be a certain level you need to be a self starter regardless no matter what because you want to have control over your career first of all you do you want to have control over your trajectory but but and but listen they work for you your agent works for you your management team you hire the right manager that that works for people like you okay that they, 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 and and don't get me wrong, when I say they work for you, that doesn't mean that you call them up and abuse them and say, hey, you know, no, it's up to you. It all falls on you as the actor. You know yourself better than they, and you're, you're submitting to stuff that you want in addition to them helping you but you need to have some sort of career before you hire a manager they're not going to get you the career that you want you need to have a nice foundation well the- I,
0: have, I have a couple of clients that i did take you know starting out because i figure sometimes it is a little bit easier to brand people from the beginning before they go the wrong way and then come back to you yes. and Whoever taught them is so work that they don't even get it you know what i mean no
1: no, so no that's like, something completely different and you're yeah, exactly I mean, right
0: so what i do because my clients it is you know i do the work to get them to where they need to go but i can't do it all you know what i'm saying yeah, you're you're
1: special and you're very nice <laughs> Sometimes.
0: Sometimes because when they don't take the advice after I've given the advice a thousand times, you know, then it's just like you're you're getting to the point where I feel like you know sometimes you're babysitting. No, you
1: know? no, it shouldn't be like that. And then it, you know, if you're babysitting and and you're one of those types of actors, I'm sorry, honey, you're too much trouble. If you're a baby and and you're a um uh you know you're a diva, we don't like that especially the people that are dressing you and doing your hair and shooting your scenes. If you, you know, you, ha- you can't have somebody in your eye line. If you have all of these things, you're not a pro. You're not a pro. A pro can do it, you know, no, it, with, with people shouting at them, they can still do it, you know? So it's, it, it, it goes, there's a level of professionalism that you must reach. And if you aren't there, I'm sorry, you know, it's, there's plenty of people.
0: I mean, even if you are there, you you don't, you don't sit there and try to treat people like shit. I don't care how high up the food chain you are, you know, you treat people like shit.
1: No. And that's something completely different. You know, this is levels of professionalism, but being a butthole, please, if you're not any fun to work with, we can hire people that are hungry, that, that are fun, that, that aren't going to take themselves so seriously in a way the day-to-day work i mean come on you know this is a fun business it's cruel but it's fun and you have to have fun you have Sometimes to love it it's
0: cruel. <laughs> don't discourage them you're gonna have them really scared it's cruel
1: <laughs> it is cruel it is cruel if you're if it yeah. listen if you if you don't have the look they're gonna tell you they're gonna tell you and then that means you need to go back to the drawing board and say okay what do i have What do I have? If you're trying, okay. Okay. Let me give you a very, very easy example to understand. If you're a a 60 year old guy that looks 80 and you're trying to, you're applying for roles for a 30 year old, you know, Calvin Klein model, you know, you're not, okay. That's, you were, no, you're setting yourself up for failure. Okay. And people are going to make fun of you. You need to know, you need to be honest with yourself as to where you are okay and that's i mean that's not being mean that's you know true
0: yeah yeah as far as your age range yeah de- i definitely believe that
1: or your look even you know if, if if you know if you're obese you're obese and that is you know you need to be upfront about that I, I've I've seen this before. And and listen, actors, they do lie about their height. You know, that's okay. You know, if you're a couple, you know, you're like a half an inch off. And you want to say you're you're five, six and a half and you say you put five seven. We're not gonna, we're not gonna hound you about that. But you know, if you say that you're 120 pounds and you're really 220 pounds, that isn't gonna work either. And I've seen some crazy stuff like that happen. You know, you need to make sure that you're honest with yourself and you're honest with your with the people that are going to hire you because let me tell you if you lie about an accent you can't do an accent they hire you for the accent you know i'm sorry you probably won't get hired again you have one shot
0: when i did that um because it was so irritating when people were sending me their headshots and we'd had the discussion about when i went fake Cause I don't go Facebook live very seldom and people know when I'm about to go live, some shit's about to be said. And so normally <laughs> it's so irritating because you cannot submit like a headshot to where you look like J-Lo and then you come in looking like Mimi. And I'm sorry, I did put this out there for the world because Wow. You're never going to get that job. You just straight lied to the people that are giving you the job and you And please,
1: in. and please, we can tell when something's face tuned. We know, okay? Yeah,
0: yeah. don't over edit your pictures. I mean, yeah, i a little bit of touching. Don't
1: Listen. Don't. You know, it's fine. It's fine to like you see this mole right here? I when I have a photo taken, they the photographer will will you know, jazz it down a little bit, but it still looks like me. Okay. If I have a breakout on the side of my face, that's not there forever. Edit that out. But you know, changing the shape of your face, changing the size of your eyes, changing you know, stuff that doesn't make sense. You know, please. Well,
0: I have a scar. Well, actually, there might be two over on my eye right here.
1: Well, we can get rid of that with makeup. Don't well, worry I about mean, that. I'm not
0: even worried about. You know it. what I'm saying? It's just an instant reminder. You know but right here i have a scar because i had stitches there and then right there i had a scar, and so it's oh i got a funny
1: story about a scar remind me after you're done with this this.
0: one wasn't very funny but i mean
1: mine wasn't either but
0: yeah i mean just like who knows that could potentially if you're hiding little details like that about yourself that could actually book you a role
1: sure sure the edginess could and you know tattoos are another thing you know you need to be up front about that you know we we can cover up tattoos um to a degree and if and if you're if you're at a certain level as an actor we will cover up just about anything terry po- i worked with terry polo um on a on a hallmark movie and she i think she has a full sleeve or something like that and i was you know trying to find her a wedding dress because at hallmark film baby you gotta have a, a wedding scene somebody's got to get married so huh, her character was getting married but she had like you know t- covered in tattoos and we had to compensate for that we had to make sure she had enough time in hair and makeup she had a we had the right sort of you know design of wedding dress that the producers liked at hallmark And, you know, so there's a whole thing that goes into it, but see, we want to know about that. Not so we can make fun of you, but so we know how to, you know, what to do with you.
0: could have put gloves. Me, I'm a big glove person. I love gloves. So it would have been.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but Hallmark was weird. They they only like they don't like plaid. I could go on and on about what they don't like. Um so it was it was pleasing like a whole team of producers. It was it was hell. But um we we got it together and actually I worked with uh I worked with a seamstress Um, she used to design for, um, Carrie Underwood, her, her, um, her shows and would, would make her costumes. So this Uh woman had to, she went to, we went to the fabric store, this is for Terry, for Terry Polo. And she, she made, we cut off the top part of the dress and she sewed a completely new design to please these producers. So that's why we want you to be honest, mainly. So like, for instance, I have pierced ears for a role I did for The Glorious, a 1960s Playboy bunny. They wanted to know because they had to fill in my ear, you know, holes here. They filled in, you know, a little, you know, I was stupid, you know, 17 years old and I got my nose pierced, you know, then we need to know about this stuff. Yeah. So there's
0: nothing wrong with that. <laughs> my ears are pierced too. I like yeah. pierced ears. My belly button was pierced, but mine, too. mine ripped because oh. the guy didn't do it Well, Well, it, la- it lasted, God, I got that one. Right. Wait,
1: did he do it with a gun?
0: No, 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 no. This this was done when I was 20 and I actually, it actually just ripped recently. Oh. Uh, it was the way I was sitting. I put too heavy because I didn't remember that the guy didn't go deep enough down for me to be able to wear the kind of jewelry that hangs. Yeah. So, I had the jewelry on because I liked it and it was one of the hanging ones and I had forgot all about it. Well, I was cleaning and the thing just- crashed. Dude. I'm like, oh my God, it rips. So right now I got like this baby scar. You can barely see it on my belly button, but this just happened a month and a half ago. It ripped, but it lasted 20 something years. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Okay, here's my scar story. So the movie I did with John Voight, I did a couple of movies with him, but a few actually, but this is my first one with him. So we're out in the wilderness somewhere, you know, in Kentucky, like off a river somewhere. And, you know, I'm sleep deprived and I'm running around like a chicken with her head cut off. I mean, just crazy. And he's sitting in a van with the producers, a warming van. And pretty much he he, he saw front and center what I was doing so i was working with uh andrea all and we were getting together you know for touch-ups and you know getting my bag ready you know for set and she says and she had this suv that had the hatch that didn't go completely up so it kind of hung down a little bit and i'm I'm a taller girl i'm five eight five seven and so i i go to the passenger door And I get something out of that, I close it. I I decide that I'm gonna run around the vehicle. And I run, slap into that hatch, right into it. My face, everything, it knocks me clean off of my, my feet. And I'm on my back, right? And I'm going, oh my God, what did I just do? What did I do? And John, I mean, I think he had to have been 80 uh, probably 78 80 and he comes and practically picks me up off of the ground and he's like he's hold cradling me going oh my god we need to get her an ambulance and I'm like no John I'm good I'm good we're, we're, we're good and the producers like got his arms crossed he's like yeah are you okay and I'm like yeah I'm fine john cares more about me just just let me have this moment okay let me have this moment
0: are you okay
1: <laughs> yeah are you okay your your time is money I'm like yeah that's i know <laughs> <laughs> so i got up and brushed myself i'm pretty sure i had a friggin concussion but anyway that's my and i have a little it's a faint scar that goes across my face here good times yeah, this one, Don't, don't, don't
0: run. How tell you since that was even brought up. Uh, that was basically a domestic violence. Domestic violence. Years ago, years ago, I think I was 22, 21. Gosh. 22, something like that. That there sucks. Was, I'm so
1: sorry. Oh, my uh, God.
0: This bone broke. I had every eye. Um, the white in my eye, all the blood vessels were busted i wore sunglasses for two months day and night jesus and ended up with a scar here the scar here yeah it it was not very fun for me
1: <laughs> On oh, no. wow i hope that i hope the guy got you know something that was coming to him yeah good
0: that was handled but i mean it's just like a lot of women they don't they i don't know they just don't talk about it, but no. I'm over it because more of anything, it wasn't like, I don't know what they say, PTSD. Yeah. Far, it was more, he do pissed me off.
1: Yeah. Off well, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're strong. You're probably one of those that can really handle trauma more so better than me. Like Absolutely. I, I have PTSD from, you know, childhood stuff. So it's like and, and that stuff stays with you. Oh, but yeah. also
0: yeah, some of it sometimes, you know, but I mean yeah. you you can't let it take take your whole life because no. they they win. What the fuck? You know what I mean? They win. So you move on. So yeah, I am strong. I've been through so much shit my whole life. I'm not even gonna lie. But mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and dwell about the shit that happened in the past because I still no. have a future to go.
1: exactly
0: i really i'm sorry i'm being blunt with these people out there because i've i've lived it you know what i mean i've lived it so if you're dwelling on your past you need to really start thinking about your future
1: well here's the thing coming from a hypnotherapist there is help out there there are people that that live to help people that are victims of domestic violence victims of of childhood sexual abuse i'm actually working on an event right now with with one of my good friends uh about you know this the the foundation is called lauren's kids and you know it's it's a good cause but you know don't you could you don't have to suffer in silence there's so much um talk about this stuff these days you don't have to be ashamed of it i mean uh there's people that have been through it there's people that want to help so the help is there if you want it
0: well the court When it all went down, they tried to make me go to the Women's Crisis Center. And I did. I I went once and I sat there and I was like, I really don't feel like I need to be here because.
1: No, so you're different. You're a special kind that. that...
0: I really want to kick his ass, honestly. You know what I mean? But I can't. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but there there are people that can't get over it and and that's where ptsd comes in you know that they 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 want to forget about it they really do but they have these intrusive thoughts they have things they relive it they have triggers so there's the, and it's not even like the women's center there's there's private practices there's people individuals that help people that may have been through it themselves that have a special approach to it so not i mean there's free options as well but if you have money to spend on that and you have the time to give there's plenty of help out there so don't suffer in silence yeah
0: definitely i don't like the one thing that i've noticed i don't like people coming behind me mm. or just hovering behind me
1: that's a trauma response for sure i yeah. can
0: speak on that and this is as a woman and somebody who grew up with eight brothers. When somebody, you know, seriously, when somebody's hovering or behind me and I can feel it, oh that, yeah, that's just gonna make me want to swing. <laughs> and it does. It's it's a nervous reaction or whatever, you know, where you're just getting Yeah. So, yeah. It's a good idea to come up behind people.
1: <laughs> no, no,
0: that stuff go on, you know. it's Yeah, sure. Situation. I don't like that at all. I no. hate. I, just, I don't like
1: people looking over my shoulder either, you know.
0: We're just hovering behind you and not saying a word. Yeah,
1: know? like that's creepy. Don't and just stand right here. Don't do that. Okay, <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> from Daphne and from Jadelle, don't do it.
0: <laughs> if you're working with me, definitely don't do it. And if you're, you're standing it. behind me, don't be no. there. We'll <laughs> send you
1: home early, okay?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thing. It's, it's always. It is
1: a thing. It, I I get it.
0: Um, but we're going to get off this damn topic okay something happier
1: yeah Yeah. okay what do you want what else do you want to know what what else can I tell you um
0: you grew up in South Carolina
1: I did I did I grew up in Charleston
0: besides this this industry what else
1: Okay. So um, I uh, was lucky enough to work for an agency out of Charleston. You, you may or may not have heard of it. It's They're called the the Louns, So CT Louns and Company. So I worked for them for years. Um, I started off as a receptionist, you know, worked my way up, you know, had an account, uh, accounts uh, up to a thousand accounts that I managed. Um, you know, I've worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield. I've worked for State Farm. Um, so I've, I've done that. Um, I've, I've worked for Google as a business consultant. So I would, you know, you know, startups and stuff like that. I would help them figure out, you know, the cloud services and what they need. So I've been a business consultant. Um, I used to train horses. I was an equestrian for 15 years. So I did some of that. There's, there's no money in that. You got to love that too. Um, I love horses um so i did a lot of therapy with that um and uh something that i'm still doing is hypnotherapy so i i mentioned before that that i do hypnosis for actors but i also do therapeutic hypnosis and um so trauma breakups things like that um you know i that's a passion of mine i love it um i got certified in 2018 um i practice way before i I um got certified. So I, I knew what I was doing when I got my certification. But um that's something that I still do. And um you can contact me via Instagram, seeing red, or um, you know, you we'll can send me an out. email.
0: We'll put the link up so cool. anybody can reach you. Because that's what I I love doing, you know, whenever I'm doing pages or anything like that. I just there are links. It's so easy. Or you know the link tree where you have a link tree and it takes you to every single one of their links.
1: Right. So I actually you- need to do the link tree thing. I haven't done that yet, but but yeah, it's it's pretty easy to contact me um, for for that. So so I, I'm a hypnotist. Um, I've been doing that for years, and I can help with with acting or trauma or breakups or, you know, just plain old life advice. Um, I've been through a lot in my 31 years, so.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, some people, some people need it, but.
1: Yeah. And and see, like, I, I had a client that just simply wanted to better himself. And it, you could be at a great place in your life and you just want to take it to the next level. You know, I love doing stuff like that. I love that. If you're already in a good place, you know, leveling up, so to speak, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, that's one of my specialties as well. Not only trauma, I can help you dig yourself out of a hole, but, you know, if you're already to a point and you're like, okay, I'm stagnant, you know, I'm, I hit this plane and I really want to climb the mountain some more, you know, I can help you do that as well.
0: You hear that? Contact her.
1: Hello, I'm here. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> like, what the hell kind of thing are you doing on here? What kind of hypnotist are you? I don't know. You need to call me.
0: Anytime, come on, day or night.
1: <laughs> I'm on call.
0: <laughs>
1: Not a good thing. I'm just
0: kidding. I'm just. <laughs> send Do me know- an email <laughs> you're going to be like damn um yeah these girls I <laughs> <laughs> mean girls whatever say damn thing." you know what I mean <laughs> we're going to call them
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you just wait wait till this thing airs
0: <laughs> all right Judd I am going to wrap this up in Well, anyways. it
1: was such a pleasure
0: I love having women on i've only had i've had a couple four four or five five and that's between all the segments need more because men they're like always of course
1: let's just be honest men love to talk about themselves don't they
0: yeah where the hell is all the women you know what yeah.
1: I mean? Let yeah. me help you with that. Let me, let me, re- let me help you recruit some people to interview some women, some strong I, women. I've so. got a
0: couple people doing that. I'm like, man, this all guys, I mean, don't get me wrong guys. I'm not knocking
1: you. Oh, please. We love you. <laughs> I've
0: got a 90, 10 split, man, guys, wow. women. And this has got to be brought up at least to where we're balanced. You know what yeah. I
1: mean? Yeah. No, I I get it. I get it. And I appreciate it. So I had a lot of fun. Let's do this again.
0: (laughs) Hey, we got cleaned up this time. We're doing good. I know,
1: I know. Look at us, look at us.
0: (laughs) All right, you guys, I'm gonna wrap this up. I just wanna say thank you, Jadel, for coming on and to everybody else watching, see you next time.
1: Bye, thank you so much, guys.
0: It's over baby You said that you love me You said that you care You said that you will die for me Girl, but you know that just heartache I don't care what you say I don't care what you do No need to look to your left girl Cause nothing belongs to you Now you try me You know you can't run them games on me Now you me Saw you stepping out with that G, yeah Say what you wanna say, do what you wanna do, play how you wanna play It's over, it's over, it's over, it's over. Say what yeah. you wanna say, do what you wanna do, play how you wanna play It's over, You yeah. hey, know it's over, it. You it's over No more playing with my mind, no more wasting all my time